I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm Mr. Smart. And, and this, this is, is Woman Up Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Burr, burr, burr. If you're new here, this Terrible is the show. I think our horns were okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I delight in the fact that they are not good. That's why I, I continue. I to do disagree, that. and that's why we're good friends because mm-hmm. we have differing opinions about our air horns. Uh, if you're new here, this is a podcast wherein crazy feminist cat ladies talk about geeky stuff like like superheroes mm-hmm. and uh, dream catchers. I don't know. Sure. Uh, we run down our favorite new, new I'm dream catchers. It's cool. It's after Thanksgiving. We're, we're great. Uh, we run down our favorite nerdy news of the week, and then we share our chick picks with you before diving into our main topic. Main topic. Yum. For returning fans, welcome back. Hello. We missed you. Um, if you're new here, hi. How do you find us? That's embarrassing. Shh. Turn away. Uh, you can also listen to us on allgames.com or on iTunes. If you listen on iTunes, give us five stars. What else are you doing with your life? Nothing. Just do it. Just do it. Um, and today, if you hadn't noticed, we have a guest. What? We have Andrea Linnemetti. Feel free to introduce yourself to our glorious listening and viewing public. Uh, it was really hard to just stay quiet during all that. <laughs> I, just, I wanted to do something, a cheer, a yes. movement. You could have totally joined yeah. in. I, no, I, no, you guys have a thing, so I was just trying to be on my best behavior. Um, no, we don't like best behavior. Yeah. You gotta break that out. No best behavior is here. <laughs> It's a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited to talk about all things geeky, and I have lots of things to talk about. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I love uh, getting involved with Comic-Con panels and uh, creative consultations, comic books, um, film scripts, all sorts of things. So it's uh, it's a pleasure to join you. Yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah, yeah, we met because we were on a diversity panel together. Uh, oh, yes. Two, three years, two, two years ago. Many moons ago. A while back. <laughs> a while back. <laughs> when diversity was a thing. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> diversity became a hot topic. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to start off with the actual business. What and is our business today? Newsflash. Those are light flashes, uh, like light bulbs. Uh, so, anyone new listening, these are some of our favorite news topics that we felt like telling you about this week. So, uh, first things first. Justice I'm a realist. Action. Also, the realist. Uh, Just League <laughs> Action, which is the uh, newest um, DC animated uh, TV show, uh, mm-hmm. is going to be premiering uh, in North America on December 16th. Yes. It's a four-parter, um, and then it airs Saturday's mor- morning starting uh, December 24th, so a nice Christmas Eve present for you all. Right. Um, it's on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. It's got m- a lot of the people who were involved in sort of the original DCAU uh, in it, like Adini's written some of the scripts. Uh, Burnett's in there, mm-hmm. like a lot of it's all stars, all stars. Good, excellent. Yes. That's exciting. Yeah, especially because you you see your relatives, you're all happy, you're eating all the food, and then about the twenty fourth is around the time where you're like in the afternoon, and you're like, oh, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Been here, been hanging out. Now you have just like action. <sighs> have, you, have you have you seen anything? I have not seen anything about it. I heard a little bit about this, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I mean, this is my thing. Like, I love uh, animated. Um, films and TV, especially when it comes to Batman-centric or DC stuff. So I'm going to be all over this. Um, Four-parter, does that mean that there's four episodes and then um, it's done? I, I'm not entirely sure because their their structure is a little different. They have fi- they're 15-minute episodes because that's a thing that right. um, has been serving Cartoon Network very well. Pretty much all of their, like, Adventure Time's 15 minutes. Steven Universe tends to be 15 minutes. Sometimes it's 30 um, so I think they're using it so that it could be a half an hour and then you could also break the 15 minutes out and like insert it in the middle of the day somewhere. So I'm not entirely sure if it's a continued four parts because they seem to be standalone episodes, but you never know. It could go either way or both ways, regardless. I'll take it. I'm trying to look I'm it up, it. but I found nothing. Oh. Um, so <clears throat> second piece of news, you know, my girl, my girl from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you know, my girl, my girl, Michelle, she's going to be on Star Trek, yo. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I just like I did in the, like a thirty second gasp out loud. I just was so <laughs> she's heard you through. Yeah, I just like. Uh, I think I tweeted in all caps. The lead, the lead. She's the lead. <laughs> well, we're not sure if she's no, the no. lead. This is me telling the universe. universe that she's the lead. No, no, yes. she is the lead. Right. I don't want to. She's the. Is she the captain? She is a captain of okay. a starship that has a Chinese name that I'm blanking on currently. Um, but it hasn't yet to be clarified whether or not she is the captain of the series or a captain of the series. Okay. Um, but I've spoken into the universe already. There's yeah. no take backsies. No. You guys have to cast her as the lead now. That's just the rule. 
Um, you know, I've loved her since I was a little kid. Yeah. Uh, I remember like watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and being like, "This woman is a star. Why isn't she in all the other things in America?" Yeah. And America's like, "We're good. We got Lucy Liu." I think the first. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. We got <laughs> our one. We got, we, we got one. We got our one Asian. We don't um, need others. I think the first thing I saw her in was Heroic Trio, like mm-hmm. late night on some like Channel Five or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, "What is this amazingness?" And I just like these three girls are kicking people in faces, and they're superheroes, and they have masks and everything. And so. she's just got, I think, the kind of presence that. I would love to see from a lead as a captain. Like yeah. she, she has an aura about her of calm command, and I would really, really, really like to see that. I love her so much. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I hope she is the cap. I realize there yeah. may be multiple captains, yes. but, but she would be great. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm happy that this is like they're following through. You know, Brian yeah. Fuller, um, because it was taking so long to get the production kind of started. Uh, he's not going to be running the day to day anymore. He's still writing a lot and overseeing it, but. Um, Right, so rumors are that the show is sort of very slow to get going. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what the, what the thing is. Um, I kind of haven't been, I've been purposely not keeping up on kind of the, the, the day days on this one because I don't want to be like No, I've kind of been the same. I feel like we've been let down by so many different yeah. things that I'm like, just come out and surprise me. Yeah, Star Trek just, Discovery. Just, just come and do your thing, I, you know. be better than the last Star Trek show. Um, I know. I love Scott Bakula too. Listen, I know a lot of people had <laughs> attachments to Bakula, but just like everybody, even the clothes I didn't like. Like, really, we wore gray. That was our first uniform. Like, this is how we show it's old. We didn't like colors. That was why. Yeah. Why? Put some clothes on. The thing that uh, always got me, I never, I watched a, 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 some of it, but I, I can never get past the theme song. The what? Oh. The, theme oh, the theme song. Yeah, the theme song. Too bad. <laughs> the sort of 80s guitar riff thing, and I was like, Right, it immediately set you up for the show, like, this is going to be some corny shit. Yeah. And then, maybe the show wouldn't have been as corny if you weren't expecting it to be corny. And, like, you know, kind of like DS9 before, it apparently the last, like, couple seasons, like, past, I think, the first two, like, three to five, or however many years it was on, I could, apparently it was just like, oh, intrigue, and this and that, and the other thing, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm already out. Right, I'm already out. Yeah, I hate when shows do that. You need to capture me pretty quickly. I'm worse than the average person. Most people, I think, will give shows like three episodes or so. I'm like, you get one. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck. When I try to have people, because like the first five episodes of any like sci-fi series, it's like them working through notes, I feel like. So you go either, you can watch all five, but you, or you can watch the pilot in the sixth episode or the fifth episode. Well, let's say I think that Andromeda's first six episodes are great. And if you want to watch some good sci-fi that keeps it moving very quickly, Go back and watch that. Is that on Netflix? Uh, I wish it was. I don't think it is. You probably should do what I did and find it on the internet and download the entire thing. It'll only take three days. It might be on Amazon if maybe I they make more. They'll never make more. I don't know. I'm being optimistic. Kevin Sorbo, man. (laughs) Was he on Andromeda? He's the main character. Oh, yeah. I only remember Keith Hamilton Cobb. Yeah, Keith Hamilton Cobb should have been the main character. Yeah. If you've never seen Andromeda, you're very confused right now. I'm, just I'm confused. Okay. I do not remember this show. Okay, so Andromeda was a show that was basically like a Star Trek-esque show. With like, we're a group of people in space, and we've got to bring, we've got to accomplish this goal. Okay. So it was Kevin Sorbo, Hercules, as the main guy who'd been trapped in time for 100 years because of a black hole. Oh, Some right. like mercenaries find the ship, rescue it. He comes out of his suspended animation, and the whole universe has changed, but he's going to bring back the system commonwealth to this unlawful blaze. Wow. And Keith hmm. Hamilton Cobb should have been the main character. Go watch it. It's great. The first two seasons. Don't watch anything else past that. Because then Keith Hamilton Cobb leaves, and there's no, there's no point. Oh. I think I was confusing, confusing Andromeda with something else. No, I don't remember what there it was. There were quite but... a few shows in space. Yeah. yeah, like, especially that time, like, that, like, syndicated, yeah, like... like, Battle... There was some Earth one. Battle something, Earth... There were a lot of shows that I watched bits and pieces yeah. of as a child. Let's talk about another thing that takes place in outer space. Rogue One! <laughs> takes Girl Tale Monday. Mm-hmm. So stoked. Are you excited? Uh, so let me tell you a little, a little of my story. My brother calls me. He's like, hey. I'm like, this is weird. My brother doesn't call me very often. And my sister is even yelling at him in the background. Well, why are you calling her? Why didn't you use my phone? Just like, she could try to try to my brother. Anyway, so he says, hey, uh, December 16th is coming, uh, and I don't, I don't know how to do this without you. Mm-hmm. I have never watched a Star Trek movie, a Star Wars movie without you. Like, you and I have been watching these together the whole time, your whole life, 
what are we going to do? <laughs> I was like, um, well, this is a lot of pressure. You know, I didn't expect this kind of guy. I, I don't know. So then I hear my loud ass sister in the background again. Well, so apparently my family's going to Oklahoma to visit my other sister for Christmas. God bless my other sister. I know she doesn't watch this so I can say this, but Oklahoma is booty. It's booty hole. I don't want to go to Oklahoma. <laughs> Every time I've been invited That's to Oklahoma. That's not your first choice? Really? Mm, I have said no. I love my sister a lot. I don't fucking want to go to Oklahoma. Come visit me, Candy. Anyway, so... My sister's trying to hype up Oklahoma in the background, by the way, the whole time. She's like, well, watch movies together. She and my brother's just, like, <laughs> my brother's just like, you're not making it sound better. It's shitty. Nope, nope, you're not helping. Nope, that still sounds pretty wet. Apologies to all Oklahomans. My sister texted me. She's like, we're going to have a paint party. I was like, what's that? We buy paint and drink. <laughs> Oklahoma, you're wow. terrible. Anyway, so my brother's going to pay half my ticket. Aww. I'm going to fly to Oklahoma Aww. so that we can watch Rogue One together. That's really That's sweet. Good. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be that far reaching. I'm probably going to go to the arc light. <laughs> Do you remember last year, like the craziness of buying tickets online when yes. they went on sale? The arc light, the AMC, mm-hmm. the TLC, Man Chinese. What is it called now? Whatever the Whatever Man Chinese the, theaters. Yeah. Basically, if you lived in Hollywood and you or LA area and you wanted to see it mm-hmm. opening night or the midnight mm-hmm. before, eight o'clock before. Everyone was buying tickets at the same time, yeah. and the sites were crashing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you, as soon as you get your credit card in, like you're putting in the last digit, and then it would, it would, yeah, yeah it would do that, wheel, and you're like, or cycle back, yeah, yeah, just, or, you're, just, or you'd watch the timer just like tick away. Yeah, so I'm expecting that again. I am too. So I'm just gonna go ahead and do it like Sunday. Well, yeah. Just well, that's the, the thing. That's the thing. If you waited, we all, yeah. I mean, eventually we all got what we wanted. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay, guys. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. It'll Just be calm okay. down. Just yeah. do it later, because I'm going to do it yeah. immediately. <laughs> wow. Listen to this. The treachery betrayal. <laughs> I love it. Moving on. Our next section is called Chick Pitch. That's a speed chick. Chick pics are where we tell you about things by, for, or about women that we would like you to go check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it's going to be the film The 13th. You can find it online by searching The 13th Film, um, and you can watch it on various online streaming services. And it's uh, directed by somebody that Tamara is going to talk about next, so we'll let that happen. Well, uh, Ava DuVernay and other female directors. Um, yeah, I, I, a friend of mine, Myra, shout out to Myra. Uh, did a thing last year where she watched nothing but movies directed by women. And I think that's like a really cool idea because it's, it's not necessary. It's things that we notice, but we don't think about like how, like the vast think discrepancy. The <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> well, you know, the royal we, maybe the not the people we. in the room. Not we. we. But the royal we. Uh, you know, there's what, 3% of films that came out this year directed by women or something really like just right. depressingly tiny. So, you know, Go support your, your, you know, some female directors. And, you know, it's a whole new world of movies that maybe you may not have been hit to. A lot of them are indie, indie films, uh, mm-hmm. directed video releases, so they might have gotten out of your uh, Right, and if you radar. go back a little bit in time, you might be surprised at some of the movies that were directed by women that you had no idea were directed by women. Point break. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine Bigelow. She should have been a huge action star director. She should have been Michael Bay level. But... Um, so yeah, so that, and then also if you want to like also, also add uh, a non-white dudes, just generally non-white dudes, so uh, any directors of color, any female directors of color, That includes which is even all rarer. of Fast and Furious, so go forth, yes. enjoy. That's true. <laughs> Shout out to Fast and Furious. Star Trek uh, Beyond. Yes, yeah, Star Trek Beyond specifically, yes. Uh, the eighth Fast and Furious movie is called Star Trek Beyond, I believe. That's how that works. Is it? I wasn't sure. I didn't know that. Just... I think so. They went they went to outer space. There was nothing else to do okay. on Earth. So now I really want Vin Diesel to play Klingon. I want him to just go be like, oh. instead of jumping out of the plane with the cars, they just jump out of space with the cars. Yes. And then it's just, you know. It's, it's the mashup we never knew we always wanted. Take it there. Do it. Okay. Did you have a chick there? I do. I have three. Burr. I have a podcast, a novel, and a comic book to talk about. So let's start with a comic book. Yes. Okay. Motor Crush, number one. Yeah. Comes out, I think, December 7th. So I had a, a little preview copy. Mm-hmm. And the artist is Babs Tarr, and she's amazing. Yeah. And of course, did Barbara Gordon or, or Batgirl yeah. um, mm-hmm. a few issues back. And 
she has teamed up with Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart, and Motor Crash is just amazing. It's this badass uh, female character who is a motorcycle uh, genius. Like, she races motorcycles. There's, and it's sci-fi. Like, it just has uh, already, just from the first issue, some amazing stuff. These things don't sound enjoyable. Yes. yes. And, of course, the art's beautiful because it's Fab Star. Right. So. We'll put the link for that in yeah. YouTube, and if you're listening on iTunes in the future, just go to YouTube and find this link. You're missing out. Magical. Next uh, <laughs> novel uh, that came out earlier this summer is Heroin Complex by Sarah Kuhn. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I think they mentioned in the book that movie you just referred to, The Three Superhero Oh, Chicks. Hero Trio? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Um, and it's basically, it's been sort of called uh, The Devil Wears Prada Meets Superheroes. Like, super awesome, the lead character is an Asian American superhero essentially and mm-hmm. she has powers and she's like struggling with her identity and um, it's funny, it's romantic, it's about friendship and relationships. It's awesome. It's awesome. Sounds good. It sounds like it needs a movie too. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then finally, uh, a little podcast called Lattes with Leia, which is hosted by Amy Radcliffe, mm-hmm. who writes um, for Star Wars.com and a bunch of other places. And she co-hosts this um, podcast with me. Can I mention something? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, totally yeah. allowed. Okay. Always. <laughs> no, cut her off. Pull, pull us off the air. Well, you know, I figure two um, Star Wars geeky ladies who mm-hmm. essentially um, talk about all the things they're into related to Star Wars, and, and we, we pick topics that are broader, like let's talk about relationships in Star Wars, mm-hmm. let's talk about costumes, let's talk about, like this last one we just did was recorded a week ago and we talked about what we're thankful for related mm-hmm. to Star Wars, so how it connects us, how it allows us to have like healthy debates with each other, mm-hmm. we can have disagreement about midichlorians or yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we're still friends at the end of the yes. day, right? Like there's, there's an element about that that brings us together. Um, you can just meet someone at a coffee shop and they see a t-shirt you're wearing or your tattoo and they're like, oh, you like Star Wars? So I think it's it's kind of a, a cool way to connect with others. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a fun podcast. Excellent. Awesome. We should... <laughs> One of my... I, uh, my roommate missed uh, Force Awakens because she was not in town and she was with her family who are kind of not necessarily nerds like mm-hmm. that. So she missed it in the theaters. So it was a good excuse for me to buy the Blu-ray. Um, and so I showed it to her and I was just watching it and, at the, you know, I just was like, all Ray ever wanted was someone to come back for her and Finn came back for her. Yep. Yep. I was smushing my face yep. the whole time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was a very, very important part of the movie, kids. Uh, a lot of people have been doing rewatches of Star Wars this weekend because I think somebody, some channel is doing uh, a marathon. TBS, I think it is. It's something with a T. Usually yeah. those channels with the T's like their, their reruns. It's yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and it's just funny seeing everyone have all those feels all over again because it's been almost a year since we yeah. all had those feels yeah. and had those moments together. Uh, it's kind of kind of trippy when you think about it. Mm-hmm. We yeah. saw it in 4D, and that was the best. What's the thing with the... Yeah, that was the, Wait, the second time we saw it. We saw it in 4D. <clears throat> so you're in so a like chair. water splashes you? Water yes. splashes you, wind you're blows, yeah, the chair It's like soaring over California in a movie. Yeah. Where was this? Uh, at the, mm-hmm, it's a theater. <laughs> it's a, it's oh, a downtown. Regal. It's out, downtown, downtown, there you go. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like, it, is, it is not a cheap ticket. No. Um, Quinta B was ticket. there watching it. I was too shy to say hi. Uh, should have run up on her and be like, I love you. I know, I, I, I like said it really quietly and creepily as I walked. Like, oh, he's hot. And then I walked away. So hopefully she heard. She did. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did that to Retta at Comic Con and Mean Too like two years ago. Like she was walking by, and went, oh, Retta. And she was like, oh, I hope she didn't hear that. Like, oh, that was really creepy. That was weird. Me. And I, but I did tweet it, and I was like, I did that, and I hope that didn't weird you out. And she was like, no, it's fine. You should have talked to me. I was like, okay, yeah. But it was weird. No, like, I made eye contact with her like four times each time. I was like, Sarah, you're real brave. You say a lot of crazy shit. You can't just say hello to this woman? Nope. 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 All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> not going to be able to do it. <laughs> nope, not going to have to do it. Oh, my body just turned itself around. Um, but yeah, yeah, so seeing it in 4D was amazing, and I hope that there is a 4D. I'm sh- oh, yeah. I saw Fantastic Beasts in 4D. How was that? It was all right. It was cool. Uh-huh. I mean, I, like, I, I think it would have been different, depending on what the movie is. And there was some cool to say, stuff. Like, were you, like, do you, without spoiling the movie, were you in a flying contraption for any of that movie? Um, no, but it, what it did was when there were different shots... Mm-hmm. That zoomed your seat would zoom kind of. I can do that. Yeah, thing. I can see that being like less exciting than I am in the fucking Millennium yeah. Falcon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fast and Furious probably right. also would be a great movie for oh, that. Oh man. But like, yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. 
Yes, and then but get your ass the... out of there uh, under four hours because if you go a minute over four hours, they'll pay. They'll charge you seventeen dollars for parking. Okay, highway robbery. I'm still, I'm still salty. Still salty. Anyway, still angry. Still angry. It's another story. Anyways. Hi, we're on Hi. our main topic. Da, 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 main topic. Heads up. Heads up. Heads up. Heads up. <laughs> this is our little Katrina says. By the way, guys, Katrina is sorry she couldn't make it. Uh, family emergency, so she cannot be here tonight to say our heads up properly. So put some positive vibes yes. and send them her way, please. The holidays. Um, so speaking of the holidays, these gonna be trying times. That every a day does not go by on Twitter without me seeing somebody sharing tips about how to deal with the stress of, of family and with the way people are going to react to you. And just apparently, a lot of people uh, have a lot of thoughts and can get very negative about the holidays if you're alone for the holidays and you feel like you shouldn't be alone because oh look everyone else is having fun. All these commercials show entire families, and I'm here with. Cat drinking alcohol. Uh, so <laughs> we wanted to just basically do a mental health episode because we care about your mental health. And uh, even if you know what you learned today isn't super helpful to you, it might be helpful to someone else. So feel free to share it, pass it on, um, and it could come in handy one day. So we're going to start out with Andrea talking about her work because yeah. this is kind of an area that uh, you know a bit about. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right, and you're not alone. As you drink your ass. <laughs> I'm alone. You're not alone. <laughs> uh, it's, t- you know, the holidays, Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, New Year's, Kwanzaa, uh, this time of year, toward the end of the calendar year and starting with the new year, there are a lot of, um, I would say, individuals who feel even more anxious, depressed, uh, isolated, alienated, um, away from their family, mm-hmm. feeling less than, um, all sorts of things tend to, uh, tend to culminate around this time. And I, I, I believe that the tension and the stress of what we're dealing with politically and socially, I think is, is just sort of enhancing that. Mm-hmm. I've, mm-hmm. I've talked to numerous people who didn't spend the holidays with their family or didn't spend Thanksgiving with their family or, who are not planning on spending the holidays with their family because of that tension and the disagreements that they want to avoid. Right. And um, and some folks are just saying, you know, I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm just so stressed. I'm so tired. I'm emotionally so exhausted from all this that I don't really want to participate in what's typically festive and celebratory and about giving. Like, I've given. I don't have anything left to give. I'm drained. There's nothing left. <laughs> yes. So I'm, I, I sort of, I think it's really wise for you guys to think ahead and, and really plan for that because a lot of us are going to be in this situation. Um, and so one of the things that we certainly, I'm going to skip around because I know you have some topics here, but, um, self-care of course is one of the things Mm -hmm. that I think is super important. And I want to take away the guilt from folks who are thinking like, well, I want to peace out of this for now or want to kind of limit my exposure to family or I want to limit the events I want to limit that white elephant gift exchange thing I don't want to do like I don't want to go to the employee or career mm-hmm. job thing um, and that's totally fine right because you want to be able to be your best you it sounds you know very cheesy but what that means is that the more that you expose yourself to the um, to the stress, to the tension, to the comments that could either trigger you or raise some issues for you, that is going to impact your mental health for sure. So I encourage people, I invite people to kind of not just not to blindly step out of things and isolate because mm-hmm. that's not good for us, but to kind of really think mindfully about the decisions they're making. So if they do decide to socialize or to join something, what, what will they do to take care of themselves in those situations? Right. Does it mean that when certain conversations or topics come up, they um, you know, kindly, gently leave those conversations? Mm-hmm. Does it mean that there's a family member that they will you know, like actively right. ignore? <laughs> um, the opposite of active listening. Yeah. <laughs> active not listening. <laughs> it's a great technique. Yeah. I've not learned this technique because I active yell. Um, but no, I, I do want to address one of the things you just said. It's... Um, it is self-care and I think a lot of people mindlessly think I have to go home for Christmas I have to go home for the holidays okay but why if it's going to stress you out more than not going if it's going to make you feel sad or angry or feel like you know any of the range of emotions that family can make us feel because family just know how to get under your skin in certain situations 
you know, if you're over 18, you don't have to go. And if you need some excuses, I prepared a few for you. Uh, my job would not give me vacation days. Um, my plumbing is broken and I have to be there when the plumber gets there and this is the only day that the plumber could do. Um, I'm very sorry, but my landlord has asked me to stay and guard the house from robbers and uh, I'm alien evasion is always my final <laughs> go-to. Just in whatever city you're in. Hopefully you're in a different city from them. That can be a little confusing. Okay, sorry. Carry on. No, I, any, any, uh, any way for you to communicate that, those are all great reasons, Thank you. I think. Um, my cat is trying to get in if you hear any strange noises, by the way, everyone. <laughs> um, so that's the important thing is sort of not just the, um, you know, and, and there's an overuse. Right now, self-care, I feel like that's happening a lot in social media and in uh, sort of like broader conversations. Mm -hmm. Self-care has sort of become this, this uh, reified construct, and I think it's important to remember what it's about. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their individual self-care um, you know, plan. I tend to think in Batman terms, so I say you know, we all have our own utility belt. Mm -hmm. So what's in your utility belt could be different than what's in my utility belt. I may need to do some relaxation exercises. I may need to do a little bit of um, reading or a little bit of... Um, I don't know, reading comic books or reading something that's about fantasy sci-fi to kind of get out of the situation. Right. Other people a little, are a little bit more like proactive. Maybe mm -hmm. they need to go to um, an event uh, and protest. Maybe they need to um, make a phone call to a family member and really express their needs. Different ways for us to manage our emotional states and that's fine. I think the bottom line here is that we, you take a moment to pull out your utility belt and assess like what do I have to utilize when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling depressed, even when I'm feeling suicidal. What are the ways in which I can, what does Batman do? He gets himself out of trouble, right. um, or he helps other people. And I sort of think we're often in that situation. Do I need to get you out of a situation? As, uh, as a bystander, as someone who sees that you're hurting, and when do I get myself out of trouble? And so I look for the ways in which I can do that. Yeah, so you, you bring up the, the utility belt and saving other people. So I know, I know, especially in the nerd community, we have a lot of people who feel like they're outsiders, but we have built kind of our friendships up through various memes, meeting at cons, doing Twitter, yeah. the whole mm -hmm. thing. So when you can see someone is visi visibly hurting or you have a sense that they're hurting, like what are things that you can do to sort of intervene maybe in a gentle way. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, I mean, I, you know, not a lot of people... Sarah ain't got the gentle, so I need this advice. So Sarah, Sarah threatened to kill a cat once to get a friend to back away from some things, so oh. I need the help. Hey, as far as I know, it worked. I didn't have to kill a cat. Good, yes. good. No cat killing. I would no. never kill a cat. It was an empty threat. I think, I mean, that's a great question. I think, again, going back to our own self-care, we all have individual needs, and I think what, when, when you're concerned about a friend... And um, there are going to be different levels of that relationship. If it's someone very close to you, you can probably reach out directly and have a very direct conversation. If it's someone who's not close to you, but you are seeing some signs on social media or maybe in person in passing that that person may not be in their best place, um, you know, I, I think that that is going to moderate the different ways in which you'll, you'll interact, different ways in which you'll be proactive about this. But I think that... Um, it's, it's interesting that we're reluctant and we're nervous about it because mm -hmm. of the stigma around mental health topics, because of the shame and guilt that, you know, we worry that they'll feel because of the shame and guilt we feel. It may stir up some business that we have, you know, because nobody's perfect. And mm -hmm. so um, we may be feeling a way that reminds us of our past trauma or our past difficult times. And so how are we going to be helpful when we're put in that place as well? Um, so the first thing that I would offer is just the honesty and the genuine offering of help. So again, thinking about the way in which you know that person, can you find a way to privately ask them how they're doing and if they're okay and what they need? So going back to kind of what their needs are. Do they need to talk to somebody? Do they need a hotline for crisis-related things? Do they need a therapist? Do they need to reconnect with a family member? We don't know that. We just know that they're in a bad place or that they're possibly hurting. So it sounds kind of simple, but, but asking them, hey, how are you doing? I've noticed this. What can I do to help you? Mm -hmm. And those open-ended questions um, are the best way to approach someone who could be in a, in a, in a difficult place. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent.
Um, you mentioned destigmatizing healthcare, yeah. which is one of the things I want to talk about. I think uh, we have a problem at large about not wanting to ask for help or and also just uh, looking down on people who may have a few you know things happening but it's just kind of how, how do we help uh, destigmatize this thing because it's you know there's nothing I mean I'll admit it I've seen a therapist before um, I'm incredibly introspective so I'm not sure uh, how much it helped but it might have just been the person you're like yeah I know all that well yeah it's kind of a thing where like I talk about stuff and then she just wouldn't and then I'd be like well because it's probably because of this and then she'd be like yeah and I'm like oh okay well, at least I'll leave but it was nice to have some pretty confirmation pretty soon you're that. helping her yeah I know right stuff. exactly see that I had anger management and you'd be like so why are you angry well, ain't that what I'm here for <laughs> uh, I don't know uh mm-hmm. This person said a thing. It made me very angry. Okay. So why are you angry? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like that's what you're supposed to help me understand. But uh, you know, uh, I'm a child, and this world is harsh and cruel. And he's like, that's fair. And I'm like, shit, now I'm more sad. <laughs> God damn it. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think there's no stigma. I, yeah. my, the last... Um, person I went and saw. I can never remember what how to say. Is it psychiatrist or psychologist? I don't know. But anyway, the last person I went to see was sitting there taking notes on me because uh, I've told you guys before, but um, I donate my eggs and you have to take various tests to see if you're a fit donor and one of them is a mental test. Oh, and that's cool. I felt like I was really judged when I mentioned that I didn't smoke. She was like, wow, you're a control freak. <laughs> that is wait, not wait, what? right. <laughs> She's like, everyone smokes. I'm like, lady, I thought we were supposed to have a good time. <laughs> Sit here, talk about nights. Was there this the t- 80s? When was this? Were you a time <laughs> travel? Like, a few so months ago. <laughs> She's like, everybody smokes. Wow, you, fine. you're the one place I'm supposed to go and feel like some non-judgmental stuff happens. Oh, uh, that's bizarre. So anyway, I, yeah. I know you asked this question to Drea, but I also think that the answer is talking about it. I think the more that we talk about mental health and say things that, you know, we've experienced and stuff and show that we're comfortable talking about it, I think it will help other people be comfortable too. Mm -hmm. I agree completely. Um, I think we should be talking about it. I think that we should have uh, the truth out there, which sounds, I don't know, I think there are misconceptions, there are they're lies. No, there's there's lies. some stuff out there that isn't true. Um, and so I think to clarify the misconceptions, to um, try to disseminate the facts, to mm-hmm. have folks like me in the mental health field be responsible for clarifying things, for communicating the truth, for making available resources and um, strategies. I do not believe that people should be in the dark about this. I do not believe that people, um, some people should get care and some people should not get care. It doesn't matter where you're from, how much money you make, what your background is, what your category is, everybody should have access to mental health care. And so I feel a huge, um, that's sort of my voice, is like anything that we can do on our end to communicate that, to answer questions. Social media is one way in which I think we can do exactly what you're talking about, which is to just be open and right. describe our experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, and we know, for instance, through enough research and through enough um, work in this area that at least one in five people have a mental health disorder at some point in their lives. That is a lot of people. Um, and so to normalize that and to just raise um, the commonality of that, to understand that, you know, most of those conditions and disorders are treatable. They're effective treatments and interventions. Um, sounds like the, <laughs> some of the exams and assessments for certain things may vary, but, um, but I, I, think that, I think that it's important for those who have the stories to tell them mm-hmm. and for those who have the questions to ask them and hopefully we can get enough information out there to um, to improve the, now, the whole system. You mentioned about the affordability thing. I know that's a big one for my geeky friends. I don't know why this happens, but we tend to be poor. I don't know, what are we just busy being journalists and live our lives freely and just do what we want? And then we're like, we're barely making it monetarily. All of us. What are we doing? Maybe we should like play less video games. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> I have had friends say, oh, I don't think I can afford a therapist. Are there any things that someone can do and they don't? 
yeah. you know, necessarily feel that they can afford. For sure. Therapy. That's a great question. Um, the first thing I tell folks if they really want to have an in-person therapist, locate their closest university or college because often mm-hmm. they'll have like a clinic there where folks who are interns or associates, like they're learning how to be therapists. Right. And some people may feel like, well, I don't want to see like a newbie, but that person is being really like well guided and supervised right. by a seasoned person. So Compared to that lady who told me I was a control freak, <laughs> right. she's probably been out of school 20 years. So you can find a low cost clinic, usually at most universities and, and colleges. So check that out. Um, you can also um, check out women's centers. Most women's centers will have a mental health component. And, um, and, I, and typically those are either low cost or income contingent um, centers. And then if you are willing to go digital, first of all, I know there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of talk about this new service or app that provides you with like a therapist you can call, but they're not therapists. They're unlicensed people who talk. Um, And and I can't remember the name of this app, but that's probably good. I don't want people to look for it anyway, but I think with the, um, just the expansion and the opportunity and the availability, there's now apps and programs Mm -hmm. where you can call people and they can chat with you. I, I think that we should always question those types of services when you're not speaking to a licensed professional. Um, so I'll put that out there. But I think there are some great apps that um, that are free. One is called My3. And um, My3 is an app that allows you to, it's right here. Um, so you can basically store your three sort of like support people. Oh. I have two apparently. Oh, I should okay. get a third one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so, and that's not a dog, that's my sister. But you don't have to explain it, to yeah. us. Okay. Dogs are very <laughs> helpful companions. Like, there's lots of stories of dogs saving people. It's cool. <laughs> so, one's a dog, one's a person. Um, so, it, it stores, and, and I know people are like, well, this is such a simple idea, but when you're in crisis, you actually don't think to call your loved one. You don't think to reach out. Um, but this is a nice kind of uh, application that allows you to open it up and it'll give you the contact info. You can text them, you can call them, like whatever you need to do. And then there's the um, direct line to the National Suicide Prevention Line. So you can call that mm-hmm. and they're open, you know, 24-7. Those are trained crisis professionals who can talk with you and um, and help you to um, just to get through an immediate mental health crisis and then link you to some services. So an app like that, I think, is, yeah. is a great way to go. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Um, speaking of that uh, college thing, just a reminder that if you ever need dental work, that also works really well. I got like four of these bad boys filled up at a college. They paid me because I had beautiful cavities. That's awesome. They told me my cavities were lovely. Um, so we've talked about the holidays. Are there any things? Um, well, we I did want to talk about, I mean, because you, of course, do your, uh, your, your podcast in which you uh, psychologically yeah. analyze Batman the Animated Series episodes. It's dope. <laughs> Oh, girl. Yeah. Because I've been talking about that for a while. I'm like, if we... this, Sorry, I'm going to go on a tangent. <laughs> yes. But true. if we accept that those Batman movies, the newer ones that came out, where Bat, where all the other villains aren't dressed as villains, they're just normal people with slightly wacky things going mm-hmm. on, and Batman's the only one dressed as, as a bat, then I become very sad. Because Batman is the story of a man who is incredibly mentally ill, and we need to be taking care of him, and instead we're just watching his little adventures as he flies through Gotham. This is a horrible... We should rethink our lives. How dare we take joy in this man's suffering? Okay, so hey, what's the like? <laughs> so when I was 12, no, well, really, uh, I'm not 12. Yeah. Like, where are we going? When I was 12, um, I loved the animated series when I was growing up. And um, there's a bunch of stuff that happened between then and now, which I won't go into. Got a PhD, became a psychologist, blah, blah, blah. Now. <laughs> So now what I do is I have a podcast that analyzes Batman through Batman the Animated Series. And so what we do, my co-host Brian Ward and I, we take each episode and we don't do a full recap because those exist. Those podcasts exist already. What we do is we kind of give some facts and and he's um, he's a DVD and Blu-ray producer and I, I say he's like a human Wikipedia. Like basically you could, he's kind of more like a human IMDb. Because you could be like, who's that? And he's like, you know, that's this person who was born this year, was in this movie, that movie won an Emmy, you know, like he was. Um, 
So he and I, so he kind of covers a little bit of the history of the character mm -hmm. or characters in the show, um, gives kind of the fundamental background and, and the context, and then I choose maybe two or three topics related to psychological science and mm -hmm. try to just provide some more information. Now with Batman, a lot of that, a lot of those topics are going to be things like trauma, PTSD, right. depression, alcoholism, um, social isolation, um, relationship problems. Yeah. I mean, once Harley was introduced, domestic mm. violence, more relationship problems. Uh, the Joker introduced all sorts of interesting kind of like um, personality versus mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And we um, and we try to we talk about mental health, like mental health disorders, but we also broaden it to psychological science, so we can talk about head trauma, memory disorders, uh, torture, what what torture can do to you. Uh, we talk about dreams and dream analysis. Like we really try to to have a wide array of, of topics, awesome. and um, it's so much fun. It, it's a it's a ton of fun. I love doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's an excellent podcast, and you should Thank all you. listen to it constantly. Um, but with that, I was uh, kind of talking about uh, using arts as therapy. So music, movies, uh, drawing, whatever. Because I a couple of weeks ago after the election my uh she's saying she's got me for being general but the thing i said was things that make you happy because i felt like everybody why do y'all think these have become a thing again right yes yeah because art therapy <laughs> i'm gonna try to admit better for you it's uh, fun it's fun <laughs> nobody's gonna see it anyways i mean half the people are gonna, whatever side. uh google but, it google it uh but uh i feel like um people might think of it as frivolous but I feel like it's a thing that can really help stabilize you, kind of a, maybe a shorthand. Are, are you talking about the art? Well, even this is a great example. Yeah, yeah like when you see people, we joke about this all the time. We're yeah. like, oh, grown-ups coloring books now. Mm -hmm. But, like, this is a meditation. Coloring yeah. is a meditation. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it is. feels great to relax. Like, I do it at lunchtime sometimes. Ha -ha, I do it at lunchtime sometimes. You know, it's stressful. I'm angry. I'm upset things have not gone the way I want. And suddenly I'm not paying attention to any of those things because this cat needs to be purple. I think it's great. I agree. I, I, and I think one of the reasons why these coloring books and, and some of those strategies, strategies have become popular is that they're somewhat affordable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't these books are a few bucks each. They're affordable. They're accessible. You can carry them around. Mm -hmm. And research is showing that coloring mindfully in a, in a book like that mm -hmm. with cute cats... So um, does help with your focus like if you're listening to something or even if you're taking a course um, when I teach actually I hand out um, Star Wars coloring pages and color pencils and I invite the therapist I work with to color while they're listening because it helps them to not just focus better but also to process the mm -hmm. information to just get into um, uh, it kind of fosters the learning process and mm -hmm. I absolutely endorse it. I think I think it's a great strategy. I wish somebody would have told my teachers that. Why are you always doodling while I'm talking? Shh. I don't even know what I just doodled, man. <laughs> I was listening to you. Uh, there's a bunch of hearts here. I think I'm in love. Continue your yeah. topic. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple. Of, there's a period in time in which I would doodle a stick figure disaster scene. Uh, oh. Yeah. It wasn't like anything. It was, it was more for comedic effect, but I understand that that could be disconcerting to some people. My but, mom used yes. to get angry at me because I always drew characters with their arms up, and she was like, that means you're feeling a lot of aggression or you're feeling attacked. And I'm like, Mama, I just can't draw shoulders. Shoulders are very <laughs> difficult to draw. <laughs> or like I said, I draw hearts a lot, but I draw them um, with kind of holes in them. It's not because I'm feeling... Yeah any kind of way about love or emotions, it's just very hard to draw a symmetrical looking heart. So I have taken out all of the pressure from needing to draw a perfect heart and I'm making it imperfect. What's wrong with that? Nothing, nothing wrong with that, absolutely. <laughs> um, and you can take it to the next level because as we know through comics mm -hmm. and through um, superheroes and their narratives, there are lots of lessons to learn about mm -hmm. resiliency, getting up after you fall, mm -hmm. Um, so starting kind of in a simplistic way, the understanding of um, overcoming hardships, right? And then more complex things, which I think Marvel does a little bit better than DC, honestly. Shots um, fired. <laughs> Depending on the era, she's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> I have no arguments. <laughs> Where it's not just about experiencing a traumatic event and overcoming it, it's about having um, identity struggles or having, um, or wrestling with, 
your membership or with your um, you know your development of your identity versus the community that you're in. I think there are lots of more um, I don't know. I think nuanced stories like Miss Marvel. Um, oh, so good. So good. Yes. 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 Yeah, I think like the primary, because, you know, I'm primarily a DC fan, even though I've gotten more into Marvel. Uh, Same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a difference of like aspirational versus sort of relatability. Mm-hmm. Not that you can't relate to DC characters, it's just that they're showing you after something has happened, you can do this versus Marvel where you're in the thick of the thing that's happening. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I always like, looked at it. Anyways. Yeah, Miss Marvel and then um, Hellcat also is doing a really great job with yeah. that. Of, and capturing the feeling of being a young adult on your own, too, which I think is really important. That's what Hellcat, you know, Miss Marvel, she's younger, she's still with her family, so it's dealing with family and community and things. And then Hellcat is like, I'm trying to be responsible and on my own, and I keep getting fired because I'm really useless. And it's like, oh, this is so relatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it was like when Angel was on back in the day, and you were like, oh, I've grown up from Buffy, I'm not in high school anymore, and I'm alone in Los Angeles, and this is a terrible <laughs> place. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely, I can see how yeah. art impacts that. And guys, I just want to take a moment to say, you may have noticed, like, Tamara and I kind of being almost quieter than normal during our main topic, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to bring Drea here is, this is a topic we know so much less about than all of the other geeky topics. So thank you again. Oh, I just want to take a moment. To be like, thank, thank you so for coming here you. and educating us and helping us to understand this a little more so we can also help people yes. uh, it's a by pleasure. telling them to go to the professional. <laughs> exactly. Always go to a professional. And coloring books. And coloring books. And various other... Were there any things that we didn't address from like the aspect of mental health that you think should be brought up before we wrap this one up? No, I think I think we covered uh, a lot. I think we covered what's important, which is to be it to the level that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Ask questions. Um, try to seek the answers. Try to be open. Um, I think maybe maybe what's another thing that we can might maybe add is mentorship or guidance for folks who have had experiences. Mm-hmm. Like it's better if they're more high profile, but they don't have to be high profile. So, for instance, um, Supernatural, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, yeah, uh, Pedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedapedap
I guess Wonder Woman is Superman, but yes, better. But so better, yeah, in certain ways. So yeah, because I'm still, I still want to hug you. Like, I, just wanna, <laughs> I want to hug you and help you, and I want to have. Well, see, the the reason why I like to fell to Wonder Woman is because she uh, could talk to animals and could have animal companions. And oh, that's all I want. In my right, life. and you know, as you do, as you do. Mm-hmm. I could probably talk to bats. But um, can you? Well, you kind of, you kind of can't. Everybody can even talk do to that. bats, first of all. Well, you can talk to them. I don't They're, know if they'll understand you. Correct. That is <laughs> saying yes. I can have communications no. with bats. I can understand. It's like when I told my mom that I put cat whisper on my resume. She said, what are you going to do if I ask you to prove us? I'm going to whisper to a goddamn cat. <laughs> Didn't say they whisper back. No. So tell everyone where to find you. Plug yourself, things they yes. should check out, all of that. So, but first of all, thank you for okay. having me. It's yeah. a pleasure to join you, and I appreciate and applaud you for um, for spending the time with this as a topic. So, thank you. Is there some kind of hand gesture for thank you? Or um, we should come up with one right now. Uh, hand gesture. <laughs> thank you. So, thank you. Um, and uh, if folks want to talk to me, the best way is Twitter. I will likely respond on Twitter. And my handle is at Arkham Asylum Doc. And uh, my podcast is The Arkham Sessions. You can find The Arkham Sessions on iTunes. You can find it um, on my website, underthemaskonline.com. Our Twitter is at Arkham Sessions. And we're also on uh, MZ. If you go to MZ, which is a kind of a, an up-and-coming community, just look up Arkham Sessions there. Awesome. Cool. Boom. You can catch us next week on iTunes, YouTube, or allgames.com. You can follow us on Twitter at WomanUpShow. Tomorrow, where can they find you? You can find me at Mrs. Tamara on the Twitters and the Instagrams. And you can find me, Sarah the Rebel, everywhere. Every like, Look for it, and it's there. You'd be surprised. Um, you should follow us on YouTube also. Yeah, do, do that thing. This is a thing. Just search us, um, because you know our YouTube channel name is Z1CH1077778896, and that's not really easy to remember. That's not what it is either. I lied to all of you. Uh, please, just, you guys are really impressed for a second, though. I, I just felt like, like, what? I felt it. I think this is, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right at all. I was just on there. Go to the search bar, type in Woman Up Podcast. It's a long story. Apparently our name is too long, but also too short. It's just very complicated. So the more people that follow us, the more uh, pressure we can lay on YouTube to quit it, cut it out. Um, So yeah, that's where we are. That's where she is. We'll see you next time. But remember to always party down and woman up.